The LA Kings win a thrilling overtime game against the Calgary Flames and are right back at it on the ice tonight against the Arizona Coyotes, looking for a season I five game winning streak heading into the Christmas break. We'll break the wind down over the Flames and preview the game tonight against Coyotes next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 1,000 subscribers and counting. Thanks to everyone who has liked and subscribed to the YouTube channel. And thanks to all who are supporting the podcast version of this show as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 plus years. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, a little bit of a different setup here. I've turned the camera a little bit to the left uh, so we could work in the Christmas tree in the background. So uh, obviously, if you're watching that and you think that that's something that's nice, then I did it just for you. Uh, happy holidays and uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, let's get into the Kings uh, taking on the Calgary Flames last night in the toughest test to date for the Kings on their current homestand. Kings were looking to tie their season high with a four-game winning streak, and the Kings lineup had a few changes from the previous two home games. Not to the top line, though. Andre Kopitar still at center along with Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe on the wings. Philip Deneau centering the second line with Alex Iafalo and Trevor Moore. The third line, Blake Lazat at center, Victor Arvidsson and Gabe Velarde on the wings. And the fourth line had Rasmus Kupari at center with Jarrett Anderson-Dolan and Carl Grundstrom on the wings. Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty were the top defensive pair. Sean Dursey, Matt Roy, the second pairing, and Alex Edler and Sean Walker were the third pairing. Phoenix Copley back in net. For the LA Kings, uh, scratches were Arthur Kaliev, Jordan Spence, and Brennan Lemieux, who is off injured reserve. Uh, as for Arthur Kaliev, he suffered an injury late in the game against Anaheim, blocking a shot. So, not on injured reserve, not expected to be any kind of week to week injury, more of a day to day injury right now for Arthur Kaliev. So, that is why he was out of the lineup. And Brennan Lemieux available to be back in the lineup. We'll see if maybe we see him tonight in Arizona. Uh, one note for Calgary, uh, Dan Vladar, their number two goalie, would start in net against the Kings last night and not Jacob Markstrom. Obviously, the Cali of injury, a concern, uh, but like I said, not on injured reserve. It looks to be a day-to-day thing. Um, we did see Sean Walker drop back into the lineup in place of Jordan Spence, who had started two previous games. I know there were some Kings fans who were not uh, very excited to see that, but uh, that was the decision of head coach Todd McClellan. All right. Let's get to the recap of last night's game against the Flames. And in the opening period, the Kings would allow one of those goals that has been plaguing them a lot this season. Uh, the Flames would score on the first shot of the game for them on a misplay by Sean Dursey. He was also a little bit unlucky as well. Uh, a breakaway for Jonathan Huberdeau, and the Flames grabbed the early one nothing lead. Now, L.A. would get a great chance to tie it up. On the power play, uh, they were skating uh, four on four when Trevor Moore drew a double minor for high sticking. So the Kings would have basically two minutes of four on three power play time, followed by two minutes of five on four 
power play time. And LA did have some decent chances, but couldn't capitalize and missed a huge opportunity to tie up the game. Later, though, in the period, Sean Walker would put a shot towards the net and Gabe Velarde would deflect it in to tie up the game at 1-1. LA would carry the play for most of the opening period. Of course, they were helped by having four minutes of power play time. They outshot Calgary 10-3 in that opening period. The Flames only had one shot on goal. Their goal, the only goal they scored, uh, for the first 19 minutes of the period, they got a couple extra shots late in the period, but obviously long stretches, 19 minutes um, before the Flames were able to get another shot on goal other than their goal. Um, so kind of good news, bad news. The Kings pretty much dominated the opening period, but they were tied after the first period. So that domination didn't translate into them having the lead or any kind of a lead. Uh, we would have a scoreless second period, but Calgary did start playing better in that period. They outshot LA 11 to six. Both teams would have one power play opportunity in that second period, but neither team could take advantage. In the third period, the Kings would take the lead with two quick goals in the opening two minutes of the period uh, with the puck in the Calgary end. Alex Ayafala would create a turnover and the puck would deflect out in front where Philip Deneau would put it home. And then just 10 seconds later, the Kings would score again. Gabe Velarde putting a shot on net. Dan Vladar would make the save, but Blake Lazat was there to bat the puck out of the air and into the net. And that made it very quickly 3-1 Kings. The uh, Flames, though, would claw their way back into the game, thanks in part to Sean Walker taking a holding penalty. Former King Tyler Toffoli would put a wrist shot from above the left faceoff circle through some traffic, maybe slightly deflected off of Drew Doughty. Not sure. Uh, it did look like the puck very slightly when you looked at the slow-mo replay. It started to spin and twist just a little bit differently after it got by Dowdy. So maybe it got a piece of him. Not sure about that. Either way, Tyler Toffoli scores a goal uh, at Crypto.com Arena where he scored a few in his career. And that made it a one-goal game. LA still having the 3-2 advantage. Later, the Kings would get their first penalty shot opportunity of the season. Uh, at Kevin Fiala breaking in on net. Uh, he would uh, get hooked. Uh, and the referee awarding a penalty shot. Uh, unfortunately, Fiala could not convert on that penalty shot opportunity, shooting it wide. With about seven minutes to go, the Flames really started to apply pressure, obviously down a goal in the game. Uh, they were activating their defensemen into the play and felt like the Kings were kind of letting this one slip away. Uh, and, and finally, the Flames were able to get the equalizer, tie it up, and force overtime. So the Kings do get a point out of it. Um, but again, it looked like Calgary was taking the momentum and you were a little bit concerned about the overtime, but then you know, three on three is kind of a different animal as well. Um, the, uh, momentum that the flames had didn't really carry over into the overtime, about three minutes of action went back and forth. Um, but in the end, Adrian Kempe and Victor Arvidsson would find themselves with a two on one opportunity. Kempe passes to Arvidsson, gives it back to Kempe for the redirect goal and the Kings skate away with a big 4-3 overtime victory. This was the Kings' fourth straight win, tying their season high. It was the Kings' third straight win over a Pacific Division opponent. Kings outshot the Flames 32-20. to um, Actually, that's not right. 32-30 to was the shots on goal. LA 0-3 for on the power play while allowing Calgary to score with the man advantage in one of their two opportunities. The Kings were out hit 31-22. to Calgary was the better team in the faceoff circle, winning 54.4% of the faceoffs. Phoenix Copley turned aside 27 of 30 shots on goal. He improves to 6-1 and one now as an LA King, and he has won his last four 
starts. We're going to get more into this King's victory over the Flames in a moment. But real quick, I need to remind you that this episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a few drinks back. And if you become a few too many as the evening comes to an end, you start to head out and you think about calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are often tragic, tragic and deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, so what were some of the negatives? We'll start with the bad and end up with the good. What were some of the negatives from the game uh, against the Calgary Flames? Um, well, the Kings let a two-goal lead in the third period slip away. Uh, couldn't hold it. I know a two-goal lead uh, is not what it used to be in the NHL these days, in the higher-scoring NHL. But still, you got a two-goal lead on home ice uh, with a period to go against the team that's below you in the standings. We would like to see you close that out in regulation more often than not, especially against a division opponent. So both teams do get a point out of it, but then the Kings were able to get the extra point, which was in the positive side of things. But the Kings were plagued by mistakes earlier this season that led to breakaways and odd man rushes. And the Kings have been better of late at preventing those types of dangerous chances. But on the first goal of the game, it was a bit of bad luck and a bit of bad defense from Sean Zerzi, uh, Derzy. Uh, his pass to Andre Kopitar, um, above the faceoff circles, deflected off of the feet of the skate of Kopitar and kind of headed back towards the blue line. Uh, one of the Flames players tracked it down. And then Jonathan Huberto, once he saw Kopi kind of fumble the puck, took off down the ice, got a pass ahead, a breakaway, and was able to score on Phoenix Copley to give the Flames the early one nothing lead. I think Sean Dersey, I, I want to be fair to him because – you know, that wasn't an easy play. Um, you want to give some credit, I guess, to Huberto for anticipating, but Jersey has to anticipate as well. Uh, he's, he's the last line of defense. He has to play it almost like a defensive back in football where you don't let the wide receiver get behind you for a big play. Uh, as soon as Kopitar fumbles the puck, Jersey needs to think that it's possible that the play could be headed the other way quickly. I need to get back on defense. He didn't anticipate that. Huberto did. You could say he maybe he was cheating a little bit on the play when he saw that his teammate was going to get to it first. But I think Jersey again, has to anticipate that a little bit more. He has to understand, I'm the last guy back. If anything goes wrong, I have to get back on defense. And he didn't do that. Um, so the offensive side of things comes so easy for Sean Jersey. I mean, look, I'm not a coach, but I would suggest to him to really concentrate on the defensive side of things, regardless of where you are on the ice. Obviously, when you're in your own zone and you're playing defense, you're playing defense. But when you're in the offensive zone and you're at the blue line, you still need to have the defensive side of things in the back of your mind. And again, I think the offensive side comes so easily for him. He doesn't have to think about that, but he does need to think about playing defense, what could happen if there's a turnover. You know, he's got to be getting back and he didn't do it on, on that one. Again, it was a little bit of an unlucky bounce and Huberdeau did kind of cheat on the play. 
But again, I think Dursey needs to be a little bit better in anticipating when danger can happen and what he has to do to react to that. And he didn't do that in that situation. Uh, also a negative, the Kings had two big chances to score goals that could have kept this game from going into overtime. Uh, the first one was in the first period where they had two minutes of four on three power play time and two minutes of five on four power play time after the double minor penalty. And they could not convert on either of those opportunities. So missed opportunities with the man advantage to uh, extend the lead. And then in, in the end, possibly have the game not have to go into overtime. Also in the third period, Kevin Fiala had a penalty shot opportunity to give the Kings a lead again uh, and to uh, extend that lead. And, and again, maybe keep the game from going into overtime. Couldn't convert on that. Unfortunately, uh, the Kings, I thought were knocked around a bit in this game. I thought Calgary was clearly the more physical team. Um, so the Kings got, did get knocked around a lot. Um, that may have played a factor in, in Calgary, maybe being able to get back into the game. And the Flames were the better team in the faceoff circle. There were a lot of key moments where the Kings didn't win draws, and it led to extra zone time for the Calgary Flames. Kings have been pretty good in the faceoff circle for most of the year, but we're, we're off their game uh, last night against the Flames. As for the positives for the LA Kings, um, while it was a negative to let two goals, a two-goal lead slip away late, it was certainly a positive to see them turn the page, shake it off, and then get the extra point with the overtime goal. Uh, the Kings continue to get goals from different places, which is encouraging. Previous game, we saw Alex Iafalo and Drew Doughty break long scoring droughts uh, against Calgary. Gabe Velarde scored um, his team-leading 14th goal of the season, but he had been on a 10-game goalless drought. So good to see Gabe uh, get engaged in this one. Uh, and I thought he played a pretty good all-around game in this one. Uh, he had uh, one of the assists and gets a goal as well. Also good to see Adrian Kempe uh, continuing to stay hot. We talked about it before, but he had a pretty solid October and then got cold in November, but he is loving December. Uh, after just two goals the previous month, Kempe now five goals already in December, and he still has four more games to go uh, in this month before we turn the calendar over to a new year. I thought the Kings defensively were really active with their sticks. I thought they did a really good job. Maybe the best job I can recall this season of clearing pucks out of the front of the uh, front of the net in the crease and deflecting pucks out of danger. Uh, very good sign for the Kings. Uh, we need to see more of that going forward. I thought defensively there were a few dangerous chances, but the Kings were able to make good plays in dangerous situations, clearing the puck, like I said, and deflecting pucks out of uh, harm's way. So I thought the Kings were real active with their sticks and did a really good job with that in the win over the Flames. As for Phoenix Copley, uh, had a couple of moments in the third period where he was out of position and then had to scramble back into the net, including a diving save right before the Flames tied it up. That is not his game. Uh, he, When he's scrambling around like that, you know that he may be off a little bit on the night because he's more of a guy who's always very solid in his positioning in the net, doesn't stray too far out of position, doesn't make a lot of scrambling saves, but he did have to make a couple in the game uh, against the Flames last night, but he did also have some pretty big saves, uh, one on Michael Backlund late in the third period, and then another one in overtime on Nazem Kadri. Um, he continues to give the Kings chances to win, and the team has continued to respond to him in net. Um, not going to be in net tonight against Arizona. We'll talk about that more when we preview the Coyotes game. But again, Phoenix Copley has been a great story. Um, just continuing to do uh, you know, the job in net. It's not spectacular at times, uh, but for the most part, just very solid in net. And uh, he did scramble a bit more than I've seen him in the past in the game against Calgary, but got the job done. 
got the win, and obviously that is the bottom line. Overall, I thought the Kings um, had a much tougher test than their previous two games, uh, as expected, to be honest. Calgary is a more physical team, uh, a more high-end team uh, than you see some of the players on the Sharks and the Ducks. Uh, But in the end, the Kings got the job done, got the victory, and that is the bottom line. So a good, solid win for the LA Kings. They keep things going, following that big win over Boston, now three wins in a row, and looking to keep it going tonight against the Coyotes. Speaking of tonight... LA with that quick trip to the desert. Uh, We'll talk about that, preview the game against Coyotes in a second. But first, I want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. That is Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Kings are in Tempe for a quick road trip to Arizona and a game against the Coyotes this evening. L.A. looking to win its season-high fifth straight game as they go into the Christmas break, hopefully on a high note. Kings also have a seven-game winning streak in Arizona on the line tonight. Kings enter the game with a 19-12-5 record, good enough for 43 points. The Kings right now are three points up on Seattle for second place in the Pacific Division and four points behind the Vegas Golden Knights for the top spot in the Pacific Division. And they got a big game looming coming up next week against Vegas, uh, but got to focus on Arizona tonight. Uh, As expected, the Coyotes are not good. Uh, They're an organization that, frankly, isn't really trying to win right now. They're looking to just acquire draft picks, assets, that type of thing uh, to build for the future. Coyotes check in with a 16-16-5 record. They are riding a three-game losing streak, uh, but for what it's worth, they have been okay at home in the Mullet Arena. And no, I'm not making that up. If you didn't know, uh, the Coyotes are playing in a uh, site, a, a, an arena that is brand new. It was created for the Arizona State University hockey program. If you don't know, Arizona State has a Division One hockey program, and it's actually pretty respectable, um, which is odd because of where they're located, but good on them for having a great hockey program. I always wondered why USC UCLA doesn't have a good hockey program. But anyway, maybe that's somewhere down the future in my dreams. Uh, but uh, they're playing in this new facility, the Mullet Arena, and it's a small facility. Um, and uh, if you remember here in Los Angeles, and I certainly do because we are Chargers season ticket holders, but the Los Angeles Chargers had to temporarily play at, uh, used to be called the Home Depot Center. Uh, it was called the Stub Hub Center. It's got a few different names. Now it's like the Dignity Sports Health Park or something. Anyway, it's the stadium in Carson where the LA Galaxy call home. Uh, So the Chargers had to play there, I think, for three or maybe even four seasons while SoFi Stadium was getting completed. The Rams were playing at the Coliseum, and it was a very unique, weird, and sometimes terrible (laughs) environment there. Uh, It was unique and not bad because there were no bad seats in the entire house. It was odd, though, to see an NFL team playing in a soccer stadium, like a 25,000-seat soccer stadium. And the visiting fans overran the building for the most part. And so for poor diehard Chargers fans like my wife, they felt like they were in a road game every season. Well, it's translated that way for the Arizona Coyotes as well. They're playing in a a 5,000-seat arena. Uh, A lot of visiting fans are showing up. It's a unique situation. It's a lot In a lot of ways, it's not NHL level. I hear the ice surface is actually amazing. But uh, it's a weird environment. Um, a, a lot of positive reviews, though. They are saying that um, it, the environment actually is better than the old 
uh, arena they had, the Gila River Arena there in um, was in Glendale. Uh, if you don't know the whole story, not going to really get into it, but uh, they got the, the Coyotes basically got kicked out of the arena uh, because they didn't want to they didn't want to you know uh, have them as as a tenant anymore, and so they had to look, find a temporary place. While they, it looks like they're going to get a new arena in Tempe, but anyway. It's a weird situation. Uh, the the locker room facilities are not necessarily NHL caliber, but in the end, the Coyotes are dealing with this weird situation playing in this arena. And 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 by the way, so far their record at home, and they had a long road trip because they were still doing some uh, some work on the arena. But they are four three and two at home this season, for what it's worth. Um, so uh, as far as the Coyotes on the ice, they're led by uh, Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause, a couple of forwards, and of course. Uh, for some future king, Jacob Chikrin will be patrolling the blue line. Uh, the, the rumors are always still out there about him possibly coming to L.A. at some point. Uh, Kirill Velmelka is the Arizona number one goaltender. He is expected to be in net tonight to oppose the Kings. And he's one of those guys who always give you an honest effort, a guy who really battles in net night in and night out. I, he's somebody I would be really interested to see how good he is playing on a good team. I think he'd actually be pretty good. But he's playing on a on a on a subpar team. Doesn't have the greatest group in front of him, and as a result, his numbers are not great. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> as for the Kings in net, uh, with back to back games, Jonathan Quick expected to make his first start since losing to the Blue Jackets in overtime on December the 11th. Quick only has two wins in his last nine starts. He has dropped three in a row. So a big start for Jonathan Quick tonight. We've talked about it before. He is one of the most competitive hockey players I've ever seen. Uh, I'm sure he is not happy about the current situation with Phoenix Copley being the guy and with the way Quick has played of late. Of late, he's obviously got a lot of pride. You know, one he is the greatest goalie in Kings history, one of the greatest U.S.-born goaltenders in the history of the NHL. Um, he's in the final year of his contract, as we all know, and we're all hoping that this doesn't have uh, a a down ending for him Uh, would be great to obviously see him get back on his game and at least be someone that the Kings can count on to contribute to at least be a strong backup if that's the way this thing plays out. But uh, he's going to get an opportunity tonight and we'll see what he does with it. I'm sure he has been, uh, been champing at the bit, as they say, to get another opportunity to show what he can do. And um, we'll see what he can do tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick back in net, looking to kind of get a bad taste out of his mouth. And all he can do is just play the game that's in front of him. What's happened in the past is in the past. It's all about tonight, focusing on the Arizona Coyotes, hopefully playing well, making the saves he needs to make, and the Kings can skate out of there with another win and go into the Christmas break again, riding that season-high five-game winning streak also um arthur kaliev is not going to play tonight we mentioned he missed the game against the flames because of a lower body injury blocking a shot again it looks to be minor but he will not play tonight face off against the coyotes is set for 6 30 la time uh they don't have the daylight savings time in arizona so they do not change the clocks uh so it's 7 30 here but it's 6 30 in arizona so uh or actually no check check that it's the reverse it's 6 30 here but 7 30 in Arizona. So uh, if you're going to watch the game tonight, uh, going to record it, anything like that, uh, make note that it's an hour earlier than what it normally would be uh, here in Los Angeles. The game is going to be televised on Valley Sports West. You can also listen to it on the Kings iHeart Audio Network. Coming up on Monday, and we are going to have a Monday show, we will recap 
the game tonight against the Coyotes. Give you any information from over the weekend. Check in on the Ontario rain and see how some of the Kings like Quentin Byfield and Cal Peterson have been doing uh, with the rain. And we'll talk about any news that comes down, maybe an update on Arthur Kaliev coming up on Monday's show. If you have any questions for me about this show, we have a weekly feedback segment and you can send me an email uh, locked on Eddie at gmail.com E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com uh, on Twitter. We are at locked on LA Kings. We're also on Instagram at locked on LA Kings. Thank you for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen today, make your second listen though. Locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide that is locked on sports today available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas, and go Kings go.